It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. You were probably expecting an episode this week on bout day rituals, but there were some technical difficulties. Things were happening. I was getting reports from people. Thank you for cluing me in on that and what was going on. It turns out that this voice messages thing on Anchor does not work perfectly because apparently you can only use it on Safari web browser or the Anchor app. And I know not all of you have the Anchor app, like almost all of you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and then a few of the other different types of podcast apps. So it wasn't easy to do like I wanted it to be. So you probably just bailed as soon as it didn't work. I want to let you know you've got one more week until June 22nd. You can still send me your bout day routine, your game day routine, just, you know, one to three things that you find really important that you need to do before a game to get your mind right, get your stomach right, physically be all right, like whatever it is. I really do want to know. I still want to know these things, but I want it to be as easy as possible. So try the voice messages thing. If it works, there's a link in the show notes, but if it doesn't work, open up the voice memos app on your phone. I know that every iPhone has this and just record something for a minute and you send it to me as an attachment on Facebook and it totally works. I've actually done a voice memo of an entire meeting before and send it to someone and it's awesome. It works because then I can play it on the podcast. Same thing would work if you took a video. I can just play it on the computer, take the audio from it for the podcast so I can hear from you in your words. Otherwise, you can still send me a message. If you want to send me a Facebook message at Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast Facebook page, you can send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram at Power Fourth Whistle. Uh, you can leave me a Facebook comment. I'd be fine with that. I'll probably be just trying to find ways to get to hear from more of you. I'm sorry there were technical difficulties. It was supposed to be easy. But that episode is going to be great, and it's going to be next week, and it's going to be full of fun. So, you know, don't hold your breath, but, you know, be excited. Okay, before we get into today's topic, I want to talk a little bit about a tournament going on right now, and it is La Classique Georgia W. Tush Tournament in Montreal. Have you been watching this? Because there has been some excellent roller derby. I'm not going to recap everything because I do want to go into our official topic for today, but some things to note. Before the tournament even started, the Apex released this article called Six Teams Going Way Up After a Monster 2019 Season. And some of the high points include Arch Rival moving from fifth place to fourth place, which is phenomenal. They've been working so hard. And their roster is a little bit different because Reptar transferred to Philly 
And uh, now Arch Rival has a couple of new jammers, Jedi Nightingale, I saw quite a bit this weekend, and another one, Pop-Tart, which I did not see as much, but I haven't gotten to watch the whole weekend yet. So maybe that jammer was used more in the game footage I haven't gotten to see yet. I've been all over the place this weekend, and I've just been trying to catch footage wherever I can. It looks like Philly is back in action again. Philly moved from number 24 in the WFTDA rankings to number 10. Damn! Uh, V-Diva is back and Frankenstein is back. I can't wait to watch this team play. I guess they had a fantastic weekend at the Boardwalk Tournament, which I also haven't gotten to see yet. But my friend who did get to watch it said that it was fantastic. Canberra moved from 39 to 17, just continuing to climb. Loam? L-O-M-M-E? Formerly Lil Roller Girls. Uh, They are killing it. Like, just wow. Um, Had a great performance at Brouhaha, beating North Star, Team United, and Madison easily. They're ahead of Paris, Dublin, and Dock City. I can't wait to watch them. They went from 90 to 32. So they've got like a real shot at doing something awesome this year. Dock City up from 49 to 30. At Happy Valley, I, I, I love their name, <laughs> from 71 to 46. Like, these are some big jumps. Um, some other teams that have been jumping up a bit this year, Calgary, Crime City, Dos Por Cuatros, Bear City, and Rock City. So, dang, there's just a lot of good action going on here. So how that all translated into this weekend was Helsinki, who was not mentioned in that article, Dang, did they ever come to play? I mean, we knew they were good. They had a good season last year. But wow, like they had a game Thursday night against Victorian. Didn't get to see it. I don't know if it was live streamed or if it was just the weekend games because it says it was a semi-private event. But Helsinki put up a way better score against Victoria than was expected to do. So kudos to them. And then Gotham versus Jacksonville Friday morning kind of went... As expected, uh, Gotham looks good. Gotham always looks good. Smacktivist is on Gotham. Like, it, I, I can't. I haven't gotten to watch a Gotham game this weekend yet, but I hear it's going kind of good, and people are just getting better and better over there, as you'd expect. And on the flip side, Jacksonville. I love you, Jacksonville. I love you, Jacksonville. And oh, it makes me sad when I, when you know things happen, like. You got three jammers, three really good jammers. You've got, you know, um, Jamsterella, Snot Rocket Science, Leanne Grohl. But there's there's more jammer penalties. And I, I think part of it has to be the fatigue of only having three. But man, what a good team. I wish that their score differential had gone a little bit better for them this weekend. But uh, they, they've had some really tough opponents. It, it's just been a rough... It, it, that was a rough game, that first one. But then... Two o'clock on Friday. You can find all these videos. Actually, if you go to the Montreal Roller Derby Facebook page, they Facebook live these videos. So you can watch it back if you didn't see it. Um, Arch Rival versus Victoria. Oh my God. Like it was, it was closer than I expected. I was so impressed and amazed. Arch Rival had the lead almost the entire game. It was always close, but they had the lead until like the last like maybe five minutes of the game when Victoria got real strong and came back and managed to get the win. Victoria ends up winning by 17 points. 
but our driver was celebrating as if they had one because I think they probably beat the differential that was expected. And wow, just wow. Um, Loki Doki, formerly known as Psycho Kid to Freak Out, or sometimes just Kid. Man, Loki Doki's looking so good. Ah, oh, just you're just growing up so fast. It's so fun to watch you. Brick Tater and Swanson, excellent. And then uh, Jedi Nightingale, new addition to the roster, great. On the Victoria side, you still have Sarah Chambers, now going by the name Sarah Love. I don't know why. I don't know if it's my business, but if it's public knowledge and anyone knows, I am curious if you want to let me know. Um, and then uh, you've still got um, Anna Pave Over. I'm probably saying it wrong. It didn't feel like it came out right. And uh, Lauren Foote is now jamming. So that's new because I feel like she was a blocker before. Uh, but but things are different over at Victoria. You can tell that there's a difference in the team. There's difference in the roster. And they are adapting. They're adapting really well. Man, it was a good game to watch. You should go watch that game. And then it was Helsinki versus Montreal. Another super close game. I didn't expect it to be as close as it was. Please go watch that game. It was so good. And that game, it was pretty tough. And... I was so proud of Miracle Whips because she had some challenges in that game. There were, you know, some penalties. And then clearly she got a little bit hurt somewhere in the way. Maybe it was a hip from what I could tell. And she was hurting. She was trying to figure out what to do, if she could go back in. You, you could tell. But then late in the game, like, she came in and just threw down a 20-point jam. And that is completely mental right there. Like, she completely was able to push that down, reach down deep and find where she's most awesome and deliver. And it was exactly what we talked about on the podcast. So it was just a really nice little inspirational moment there. Uh, proud of you, Whips, for for pulling it out like that. Good job. Tough game. You guys all played really well. Awesome to watch. And then on Saturday, I didn't get to watch too much. Helsinki versus Jacksonville. Helsinki got the lead early. And did not look back. So that was a, a tough game for Jacksonville. But kudos to Helsinki. You are doing phenomenal. Arch versus Gotham. I really wish I'd gotten to watch it. I kind of peeked at the video. I'm going to have to watch it later. It looks like it was a close game throughout. But Gotham eventually got it. But man, it must have been so much fun. I can't wait to watch it later. And then Montreal versus Victoria that night. It went kind of how you might expect in that... Um, Victoria was strong just like they were at the Big O in that same matchup. I don't know how the score was different because flat track stats was down today and I wasn't able to compare to see if anyone at least like if there was a difference, but um, I'm sure that Montreal played their hearts out. And then today, Sunday, it's Sunday right now when I'm recording this, Helsinki versus Arch Rival. This was a really fun game. Like the whole first half was, it felt pretty close. But then Arch Rival really shut things down in the second half. They clearly made some adjustments, and they came out a big chunk of points ahead. Um, really nice to see that dominant performance. And there's still two more high-level games today. you got Victoria versus Gotham at 2 p.m., which is an hour away from when I'm recording this right now. And then at 4 p.m., Jacksonville versus Montreal, which should be a really nice game. I'm really curious to see what happens there. Uh, as you know, both of those teams 
really, really want to win now, especially the home team in front of their home crowd. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, you could tell every time Montreal has played this weekend that they feed off of their home crowd. It, it feels a lot like uh, the tournament that they hosted, the playoff tournament that they hosted back a few years ago now. So, wow, I've already done a lot of talking. None of it about the topic I was going to talk about today just because I was so excited about roller derby. And Rose City is hosting Hometown Throwdown next weekend, so that should be another exciting tournament. To my knowledge, I believe that all the points and rankings and whatever, that the deadline is June 30th. So people are getting all these games in now before the end of the month. And then WFTDA is going to like get their calculators out and do, 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 do. And you're going to see where everybody is. And then I believe the science of it is they're going to pull out a sorting hat and you will be sorted into your playoff. Because that's the only thing that makes sense. I don't understand any of this math. I don't understand any of it. Last year was weird. I hope this year is better. But, you know, you find out if you're going in Hufflepuff or Gryffindor and then you go play there and <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> so how about we take a quick break to support the podcast and then we can get into today's super awesome topic that I am excited to talk about. All right, we are back. So today's topic was inspired by a, another podcast, the Get Your Mind Right podcast by Nii Shobo, who also does the Sports Motivation Podcast. I have mentioned him at probably at least three other times on this podcast over the course of our history. This episode was good. It was a throwback one called The Consequences of Being Soft, where he you know talks to you know a really cool backbeat. I don't have a really cool backbeat, so you're just going to have to pretend and go listen to the real thing yourself. Um, so what he talks about in this episode, it's a nice little short one, it's like three minutes, is about how he had a career as a running back in the NFL. That's the you know American football. And so running back, if you've never watched this sport, is a player who gets handed the ball and then they tuck it in really tight into their chest, and they just run like heck through any kind of hole or opening they can find to try and get yards to get closer to where you would get a touchdown. Maybe they get to go all the way to get a touchdown. That's what they're doing. And meanwhile, everybody's trying to bring them down. All these big dudes are jumping on them and stuff. And you just have to keep moving forward because every inch does matter in this game. Kind of like roller derby, inches matter. So... When you learn how to be a running back in the NFL, you are taught that basically if you go into the hole soft, like you're going up the middle, there's all these big people who want to tackle you. And if you go in just kind of like, uh, here I am now, like, like uninvited guest at a party, you're actually a lot more likely to get hurt because you're not going in like aggressive. If you go in soft all of their force and stuff goes on you. This is where you lose yards and this is where you get injuries because you're trying to protect yourself so much. But, but if you go in aggressive, that's how you make big plays and that's how you actually protect yourself. It seems contradictory, right? You think if you're careful, everything will be okay. But honestly, in this, the more careful you are, the more hesitant, the more cautious, the more likely you are to actually have something happen. 
So he used this quote from this philosopher, Frederick Nietzsche, and the quote is, when danger is greatest, it is rare to break one's leg when in the course of life, one is toiling upwards. So what this means is when you're going fast, when you're being assertive, intense, aggressive, it is rare to break one's leg because of how hard you are committing to this, because you're committing to this action and other people have to react to you. Like breaking your leg is a lot more likely to happen when you're taking things easy, when you're being too soft, too tentative, timid, hesitant. When you're afraid of getting hurt, you're afraid of failure, afraid of losses. That is why you lose. Fear keeps you weak. Fear keeps you playing small. Playing small is not how you get anywhere in life. By being polite, by being small and hoping someone will notice you, like maybe hoping someone will hand you something. That's not how this is going to work. You're going to have to go out and take it and you're going to have to take it strong. You need to take every inch of the track that you want. So do not be confused. I am not saying to be dangerous. There is a difference between brave and stupid. Can we agree? Because stupid is jumping out of an airplane without a parachute or superpowers. If you can already fly, then I don't care if you jump out of an airplane. That's fine. You know, live your best life. <laughs> brave can be jumping the apex. Brave can be hitting the pack hard in a legal target zone. You know, you have to be smart about it, of course. You got to hit the legal target zone. Don't run your face into somebody's arm and clothesline yourself. That's not going to be the way to win. But if you are aggressive in a legal way, you are going to get ahead. You are going to get places, but you have to hit hard. You can't just wait for things to happen, hope that it works out, hope that everyone just moves out of your way. You got to set up these situations. So I've had, I've had a number of, of concussions. You know this, we've talked about this. And honestly, I can say three of them have happened in a situation where I was playing it way too flippin' safe. Two of them were like, one was in a practice and one was in a game and both times it was against players who were not as experienced as me and they were falling all over the place and I just wanted to be careful. So I wasn't being aggressive. I was just like, da, 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 carefully dancing around. And you know what happens when you're carefully dancing around? You're up on your toe stops, your tippy toes, and somebody sweeps the leg because they don't have their footing yet. So they accidentally trip you from behind and you smack the back of your helmet on the floor, which is what happened in both of those situations. Just, you know, no warning in an unbalanced situation because I was trying to be careful. And you know what? Concussion. Because I was playing it safe. You know what would have been safer? Just hitting them out of the way. They probably would have been fine. They would have fallen in the way that you are trained to fall in roller derby. And I would have been safe. <laughs> I would have protected myself more by being aggressive. It's counterintuitive because sometimes when you're playing against players like that, you get worried like, Oh God, I don't want to make them fall. I don't want to hurt them. Like, but you know what? Sometimes you got to hit them. Sometimes you got to give them a hit because if you're sitting there, dance, 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 dance revolution, uh, you might be the one that gets hurt because you're trying to be careful and protect them. 
it's weird, right? It's weird. I'm advising you the best way to protect yourself is to actually play harder, play safely, but harder. Like, you know what I mean? Like legal, like hit people the right way and they're not going to get hurt, right? <laughs> so, uh, you didn't know this cause I didn't talk about it cause I'm kind of bummed about it myself, but I have been, uh, recovering from a concussion right now. I am, mm, let's just say a number of weeks out. I don't need to be specific. And you know how I got hurt? By hesitating. I went to the skate park and I was going to drop in on a bull, a higher drop in than I'd ever done before. And I just saw like one of my teammates do it, like no problem, who had a little bit more experience doing it. And then my other teammate who was with me at that camp with Lady Trample did it. But she also knew she could do it because she had done it before, but I had never dropped in from that high. And I was like, man, I want to do it so much. I really want to do it. I've been wanting to do it. And now all my friends are here because it was like a bigger turnout than we ever had at the park before. I'm like, I really want to do it today. I want to do it. I want to do this. I want to do this so much. But you know what happened? I was hesitant. And I asked my friend if she could lady trample hold my hand to give me a little bit more confidence. And you know what happened? I made it, but we didn't detach all the way. And so I snapped backward and landed so hard on my right glute that it sent like a whiplash up. Like my helmet didn't hit the ground, but it sent like an impact up to my brain. And it hit my brain in the same spot I always get concussions. It's, it's the back. And I was so like, this is stupid. This is so stupid. Why did I do this? I didn't even want to be at the skate park that day. I had had to, I had had, I picked up my cat's ashes right before I went there. I don't know what I was thinking, you guys. It was so dumb. And I just want you to learn from my experience. One, I could have just not done the skate park that day because it wasn't necessary and I didn't need to prove anything to anybody. It wasn't that important. I could have done it a different day. But on the other hand, if I decided I was going to do this, I should have done it all the way. I should have done it without help because then I would have committed harder to leaning forward. And if I had fallen, I would have fallen forward, which would have been fine. There's knee pads there. That's what they're there for. And it's just so stupid, right? It's stupid. It was an unnecessary risk that I took in an effort to be safe, in an effort to be careful. So flippin' dumb. But I just want you to learn from my mistake because sometimes I don't listen to my own advice and then I have to talk about it again on the podcast because I don't want these things to happen to you. So uh, <laughs> I want to tell a story about a friend of mine who uh, I used to be on the same team with who is an excellent jammer who hits the hole hard, okay? She hits the hole so hard, I swear sometimes she can't even see where she's going once she's in the middle of the mass of bodies. She's diminutive in size, but man, does she hit hard. Just go, like she sees the path she wants to take and then she just goes, bam, 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 blasts everybody and then is out. Like sees the path, makes the path, goes. And when she's aggressive like this, when she sets it up in advance, sets herself up for success, it works out. It's so great. 
And actually at practice, it was hard to ask her to sometimes go like 70% in a drill or whatever, because the blockers were learning something new. It was, she's pretty much all or nothing. She doesn't know how to hold back. It's either I'm fighting for my life or I'm not sure why I'm here. You can tell. Uh, like, so 95% of the time when she jams like this, it works out. So it is, you know, quote unquote rare that she's going to break her leg. <laughs> like she's not going to, like when she does get hurt, it's because she accidentally runs into somebody's body part and takes herself out. <laughs> like it is just one of those, you know, unfortunate things. But otherwise she just freaking goes for it and it works because she doesn't hesitate. She just crushes it. Okay, we're going to take another quick break, and then I'm going to tell you what I learned this week playing rugby. Want to know how you can support our podcast and look super cool doing it? Visit our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. We have something for everyone, whether you like designs that make you feel powerful, like roller derby strong, to cartoon animals on roller skates like cats, elephants, llamas, and more. Our three newest styles include sloth roller derby, naps before laps, I utterly love roller derby, and giver of fox, for all of you out there who give a fox. Our store is full of super soft t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, accessories, and more. You get to pick the color and style. It's all up to you and you can support this podcast. Visit our store, powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support. Okay, we're back. Why am I telling you about rugby on a roller derby podcast? Well, because these two sports have a lot in common. Let me make an argument. It's a contact sport. Offense to defense switches really fast. Trying to fight for inches of a playing field. And the camaraderie is very similar because of the contact nature of it. There's a lot of um, aggression. There's a lot of, uh, you know, getting out your daily life by hitting other people and tackling other people, that sort of thing. So, Honestly, like roller derby and rugby, we're kind of peas in a pod and don't even know it. So I played in my first rugby game. I went to two practices this week and one game. Uh, we tried to play it safe. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use different words. We were smart by not having me do a lot of contact during the week because we wanted to save it for the game. And that was fine. So uh, just did a lot of running, passing drills, things like that, getting ready for the game. They taught me how to be the cheerleader. I got thrown up into the air, and that was fun. Um, so we're playing this game, and if you ever feel bad about uh, how things are going with your planning of your bout, um, let me just give you some perspective. Uh, the women's rugby team is kind of trying to get on their feet again in my city, uh, they lost some people and they're trying to recruit new members and they weren't able to schedule a season last year at all. They haven't really scheduled a season this year, but they wanted to put on at least one game and see if anything would happen. 
Well, they reached out to a bunch of clubs asking them to send people to come play. And you know what happened? Nobody showed up. <laughs> no opponent showed up. So this game, which is normally played 15 people on a side, 15 people versus another 15 people on the field at once, with maybe some other players in reserve on the sidelines, we went with what we had, which was five on five. We had to play each other, which I thought, and we didn't have like uniforms or anything either. Uh, they wanted to make a spectacle of it to try and get some attention. So we had to play in prom dresses. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's whatever. It, it's, it's fun. Um, so we had to designate teams by like putting like a little bit of uh, tape on uh, the wrists of one team. <laughs> so things are going great. I have, I have kind of an idea of what's going on, but there's a lot of rules I don't understand yet. There's a lot of penalties and things that I don't know. But what I do know is I wait on the end, and if someone throws me the ball, I run really fast with it, and I try to score a try, which is like a goal, and you get points for your team. So early on in the, in the game, my teammate scores a try. I stayed with her the whole time for support. It worked out great. And then a few minutes later, she throws me the ball. I run all the way down the field and scored my first try ever. It was amazing. It was so exciting. I was so happy. And then they're like, oh, you have to kick the ball into the uprights now. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I've never done this before. I've never even practiced trying to kick into the uprights. I'm not sure. Okay, I guess I'm doing this. So I was so excited because I don't know how this happened but I kicked like the most perfect ball <laughs> into the uprights ever. And I'm like, what happened? I've never played sports with a ball before. Ah, it was, it was euphoric. It was super exciting. So I'm having a great time. We're playing rugby. This is great. And uh, later on in the game, I've, I'm given the ball and I run and run and run and run with it. And um, we had one player on the field who couldn't be tackled and they were doing a touch style of tackle where if they got two hands on you, you were tackled. So I ran and I made it almost all the way into the try zone. I actually ran all the way into the try zone and tried to score a try. And they were like, oh no, you got tackled back here, the ref said. So I'm like, oh, lame. So I went back and like laid on the ground and tried to hand the ball to my friend because that's what you do in rugby. It's weird. And so I'm a little bit like aggro because I'm, I should have had points and I didn't have points. I don't know, really know why, but so we're trying to get the ball there. The person I handed it to, they also go down and nobody's there to do the ruck thing, which is like, okay, when your friend gets tackled and they go on the ground, one person is supposed to stand over them and protect their body uh, by getting like nice and low and going like shoulder to shoulder with the other team. And then another person will come and get the ball and then it'll start moving forward again. But uh, nobody was there. I'm not supposed to do that part. Like other people are supposed to do that part. Nobody was there. So I'm like, this was the part of the game where I got hesitant. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to do this now. And I don't really know what I'm doing. So I kind of got in there like, oh, I'm rocking now. And you know what happened? I got a skull to skull headbutt. <laughs> like the one thing I didn't want to happen. <laughs> the one thing. So my teammates saw me and they're like, okay, go take a lap, go walk, uh, go figure out if you're okay. So I go to the sidelines and I'm like, I'm so worried. I'm so scared. I'm like, oh no, I, I'm this many weeks out from my concussion and now I just got hit in the head again. 
oh no, what if this was stupid? What if this was a bad idea? Like, oh, someone's going to tell me I told you so. Like I'm putting my season at risk for what? This is just a for fun game. I'm like, because you just don't have helmets in this game. And so I'm having all this regret and worry and I'm, I think I'm out of the game. I'm like, oh, dang it. Dang it. And um, I talked to Coach Dan. He was on the sidelines. And uh, he had listened to the knee showbo thing with me on the ride over because I told him about it and how much I liked it and how much I wanted to hit the hole hard today. And he asked me, you okay? And I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually fine. I'm just irritated. Like every time I've gotten hurt, it's been to the back of the head, not the front. Maybe the front of my head is harder. I don't know. And I really expected him to talk me out of it playing anymore. I expected him to tell me, like, I told you this was a stupid idea. Like you're putting your season at risk. I, I expected him to echo all the thoughts that were in my head, but he didn't. He didn't. Uh, what Coach Dan told me was, well, then get back out there. Hit the hole hard. Hit harder. Don't go in soft. And I looked at him like, oh, I love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was sitting here feeling bad for myself. And he tells me, like, you know, basically, this is the reason that this happened. If you don't want that to happen, you got to be more aggressive. And you know what? I went out there and I was aggressive. I was aggressive. I know this game was for fun, but my competitive nature got riled up. I chased down every flipping ball. Every time someone ran, I kept going, chasing them, thinking I might still catch them. Sometimes I was just a few steps behind it, behind it didn't quite make it. But I had no regrets because I, I gave my full effort. I felt better about it. Uh, this dude got thrown into the game. They put a dress on him. This big, strong dude, and I was like, "Oh, come on! How am I supposed to outrun this guy?" And and I I couldn't outrun this guy. I couldn't catch him. So I was getting really irritated. And I decided, you know what? If I can't catch him, I'm at least gonna tackle him. <laughs> and this dude who's so much bigger than me, I did. I got him, and I'm like, Arr! and he wasn't going down right away. So I pushed him down because <laughs> I'm too aggressive. But I. You know, I'm toiling upwards. I'm toiling upwards. And you know what? I didn't get hurt the rest of that game either. I was like, Rah! I was breathing fire and all this stuff. And um, uh, amazingly, I, I didn't expect this at all. Um, they have uh, a type of MVP award. And at the end of the game, I was named Goddess of the Pitch, which is amazing. Uh, this is an elevated title from what it was previously called. Use your imagination. The two words rhymed. Something of the pitch. Figure it out. I'm really happy with the new title. <laughs> and Coach Dan asked me, do I have to call you goddess now? And I said, only in formal situations. <laughs> but what I'm getting to, my main point today is that when you're out there on the track playing roller derby, the contact sport that we all come here for in this podcast, Hit avoidance will conserve energy. That is true. Avoiding hits will conserve energy. But strategic impact will set up the situation you want on the track. Let's say you've got really good footwork and you're going back and forth, back and forth, inside line to outside line. But if nobody loses their footing, if the blockers on the other team are just as good at moving as you are, then you're not going to find that hole 
It's not going to just magically open up for you unless you throw in a juke and some mad contact. Mad contact and then a juke. Like you need to you need to set this up. If you want to use your footwork to get away, you need to make everybody commit somewhere so that you can get the spot you want. You've got to make them change their configuration. If they're in a triangle, you got to make like take out some of the people so that some other people have to move over because while they're in the process of moving, you might see that hole and then you hit the hole hard and then you're gone. You're gone. You're already gone. Yeah. Small can be powerful. If you've been told you're a small jammer, you should work on avoiding hits as much as possible. It's only true to a certain extent. Like if you can get through the pack without touching anyone, yeah, it feels like you're living your best life. That's pretty special and awesome. But if you're against any kind of good team, a team that's evenly matched or better than your team, you are going to have to do some contact and you're going to have to commit to it hard, really hard, because that's the only way you're going to be able to use the tools in your toolbox that you want to use to get away. This is the same for blockers. Small can be powerful. Look at Blackman. Blackman on Denver. Do you want to mess with Blackman? I don't want to mess with Blackman. Blackman is a smaller size, but incredibly powerful. And then on the jammer side, think about Lauren Much. Not a large person, but a very, very large impact. She does not hesitate ever. She hits the hole so hard, it's almost terrifying to behold. With the speed she comes in, holy peas and carrots. I don't know, man. Wow. Like, in this lifetime, we've got some goals. We should go for them as hard as possible, like we're hitting the pack. If you're just dancing around waiting for things to happen, things aren't going to happen. You need to go for it. Be aggressive. Hit the hole. Go hard. Stop waiting. Take the action that you need to. Make the decision that you need to make that you've been waiting on. Like, if you want to live your best life, you don't want any regrets. You want to, at the end of the game, maybe they don't name you MVP because of whatever people go through when they're picking that person. But wouldn't it be awesome if every game you knew you played well enough to be an MVP, that you played your heart out and you made it hard for them to decide? That's the goal. The goal is not to outshine your fellow players. That's not what an MVP is. An MVP is, I freaking did it. I killed it out there. I left my heart and soul on the track. All of my drive and desire got me to where I wanted to be today. I was killing it. And I'm so proud of myself that I can go to sleep tonight happy in my accomplishment and my continued progress forward. This is all about moving forward. Stopping people from stopping you. (laughs) So hit hard, go hard. Don't dance around. Crush it. This has been an episode of Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it today. Please send me your game day routines, your bout day rituals, whatever you want to call them, in all the ways that I told you about. Please just reach out to me in any way possible so I can have a bunch. Sorry about the errors. It's not my fault, but I'm trying to make it better. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash power through force 
fourth whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R-T-H-R-U, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. We have a store on Threadless with really cool designs. That's a nice way you can support the podcast. If you just like buying derby merch, we have some of the cutest stuff around. I love it so much. And you can follow me on Twitter where I do barely anything at PowerForceWhistle. Teach me how to tweet. And I'm on Instagram doing marginally better at PowerForceWhistle. You can also email at any time, PowerForceWhistle at gmail.com. You guys are swell. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That is still the best place to leave reviews. Did you know we are the highest rated and reviewed roller derby podcast on the internet now? That's because of y'all. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm so proud. We flew past 25,000 listens like a week or two ago, and I didn't even see it because things are happening so fast. Please keep sharing with your friends, share with your teammates, share with your past teammates, and leave those reviews so that people can find the podcast because this is flipping awesome. And I love getting to have this relationship with you all, this outlet to talk about stuff because we have been Talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Enjoy those lasers of positivity. Live your best life. Keep watching La Classique Georgia W. Tush Tournament. I'm going to tune in and see what happens.